and welcome to another episode of Two Beers, Please. I am the artist formerly known as Matthew Smith. He is Yannick Incarnasau, and we're here to talk all things sports, mostly Super Bowl. We got, we're, we're diving big time into the Super Bowl. How can you not? It was a great game. It was two great teams, two great storylines. Stafford and the Rams getting it done. We'll take a little, little peek into the Champions League. We got, of course, the Nets and Sixers trade, a trade that, as a Nets fan, I'm extremely excited about. So sneak peek into my views. We'll have coaching talk. And, of course, we will make some college basketball picks. Another spoiler alert, Yannick is kicking my ass. Oh! You I are that's destroying me right now. My favorite spoiler alert. <laughs> you destroyed Well, you destroyed me in week one, and then we disagreed on only one game last week. And the Canes came back and got it done for you. So I won't I won't give the record yet, but just know you're 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 doing well. Oh, I I love to hear it. You know, I uh, especially in college basketball, I I definitely would not. If you asked me like two weeks ago if I thought I would be winning in that category against you, I would have said equivocally no. So sometimes you just go get it, you especially it. right now in college. Like college basketball is getting so volatile. It's getting so peak March where you really. Doesn't matter who's who's favored, who's ranked, who's at home. It's uh, it's a crapshoot right now, which is oh my god, it's so the best much part fun. of college basketball. It's so much fun. I like. I'm so excited to talk about the Super Bowl, but I'm I think equally as excited to talk about college basketball today because there's just so much going on. <laughs> I'm ready. Like at first, I had a, you know the, the little like ah oh, no more football let down, but this year I didn't have it very long because like. Even to just like the last couple of years of college basketball, we're not like the typical season. I mean, obviously, two years ago, we didn't even have a tournament. Last year, mostly didn't have fans for like, like it just was, it's starting to feel again like college basketball. And the season is so good. There's so many good teams. I like the top. I, I think we have, I think we have a few that have, have separated themselves, but even those few, like the Auburn, the Gonzaga, Arizona, Purdue, like they don't seem to me, had to have separated themselves all that much, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, last year, going into the tournament, we predicted, I feel like, the final. Like, we, it was just like we predicted the Every, final. Everyone either picked Gonzaga or Baylor. Yeah, so this year, oh, I my bracket is either going to be so busted by, week, by the first round, or for the first time... I'm going to be right because I'm just going to be picking upsets all over the place and they're going to happen. Like, I don't know which it's going to be, but it's going to be hit real bad or real good. I'm going to give you the first guarantee of uh, my uh, of this podcast, or at least my my own first guarantee. Maybe you've given one. Uh, it's going to be the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, it's no, going to no. be. It's uh-huh. gonna, it's going to be mayhem. Like it's it's going to be one of those years where like a top three seed still wins it, but like you're going to have a like one of the couple of top seeds. Maybe a six in there, probably a double digit. It's gonna be a good one. I'm excited. I'm excited, man. And I'm. I, I we got. I love this time of the year because football playoffs end, basketball playoffs, college basketball playoffs begin, and by the time we come to April, then we got like deep into NBA, deep into hockey. You know, you can start talking about that. Champ- Champions League, Champions knock League, knockout round, Europa yeah. League. Honestly, I like. I mean, I knew it was a good Europa League, but I don't think I really had taken stock of. Like what this round of thirty-two, like the matchups we had, it's freaking stacked. It's horrendously stacked. It's like you didn't you you look at the teams that got knocked out of Champions League, and all of a sudden we have like Barcelona Napoli in the first playoff round, and it's like what is going on? And even like you got like a great RB Leipzig and Real Sociedad. Like as a whole, the the round of thirty-two in the Europa League is far more exciting and enticing than the, the champions league round of 16 right now which oh. i don't think i've ever even said that but like it's not even close i agree the round of 16 for the champions league maybe one upset but otherwise everybody should go through fine it's um, gonna be boring it's gonna be boring i agree um yeah but i'm excited so let's go let's do it all right make sure you are following the instagram two beers please underscore podcast of course the twitter the number two bp underscore podcast the facebook page 
and like and subscribe and review, review, review. Give us those star ratings. Get those numbers up for us. And, uh, you know, then we'll be on top of the world. That's what that's what we're looking for. Jan, what are you drinking today before we really get into it? Right. Well, you know, week post Super Bowl, you're always drinking the backup beers that you obviously didn't drink when the Super Bowl was happening. Uh, yeah. So uh, we had a nice time, and so I am I am drinking a leftover Corona uh, that got left in my fridge. Hell yeah! And uh, boy, I mean, I know the last two years it's crazy. If the last two years can't get me to stop drinking Corona, nothing will. You know what I mean? No. Like nothing will. It's it's just a great beer. I remember in the in that height, like the peak of Corona, I was actively buying Corona because I was like, I feel like they're getting a bad rap right now, and I'm gonna stand with them. I stand with Corona. Don't I, write that on social media, but I, stand. I will buy this rather cheap beer. Yes, uh, yes, that's what people from Iowa are for. People from Iowa, and New York, that's what we do. We buy the cheap beer. That's what a smart consumer does. I got I got a nice little uh, Lagunitas IPA. Uh, it's going down pretty smooth, I gotta say. It's a nice oh. Friday. It's nice. Got some nice weather. Yeah. It, Yesterday was freaking a gym. I gotta be inside all day, so I'm gonna enjoy one freaking iota of it. But it was a gym. That's nice. I went on a run yesterday, and even like I I had to go a little late, but it was still I ran like in shorts and like a nice like like long sleeve but an under armor long sleeve so it was really like nice and breezy and it was it was great except i had this <laughs> I, I run at the track in mccarran park and there was this little kid there uh with his mom and what he would do is every time i would pass him on the track he would like race me around the corner and like i'm all for it i was so fun the first time but i ran like four miles yesterday on this track so i passed him a lot and That's and and I was just, at some point, I was like, yeah, you're beating, I'm tired. I'm tired. You have, a, <laughs> you're winning, I get it. But, like, I'm... You're gonna uh, win, Yeah. Kid. But it was... It I, was lo I love that the competitive spirit stayed with you, even though it was just, like, a child. Oh, I wanted to beat him every time. I was, yeah. like, I, I even as I was, like, on the Good. opposite side of the track, I was, like, I'm gonna conserve my energy now, give a little burst when I get around that corner. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking. I want you to know, kid. You are not faster than me. You're uh, not leaving this park and going home and lying to your dad that you beat some kid. Mom, did you see it? Yeah, I saw. No, that's I, not fucking. I'm not gonna be your little notch in the bedpost. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I. I. I passed you 16 times and I beat you all 16 times. So how does it feel? Go home with the L, kid. Go home with the L. You're done. You don't have it. You don't have you're never, it. You're never gonna make it, kid. Oh my goodness. This poor kid. <laughs> For real. Maybe he'll be the next Cooper Cup. <laughs> what a segue. Super Bowl MVP, Cooper Cup. Uh, no, let's get into the Super Bowl, Jan. I don't even have a, I was going to do a question today, but I was like, this, we got to just go into the Super Bowl. As previously said, such a good game. Uh, maybe ended a, a little anticlimactic. But let, we'll talk about the, the Rams drive, but Rams do get it done 23 20 in their home stadium in SoFi. Matthew Stafford finally getting that elusive playoff win, let alone the, the, the Super Bowl, Cooper Cup. Winning the, the aforementioned Super Bowl MVP, Aaron Donald having one hell of a game. Let's talk about that Super Bowl MVP first, Jan. Do you think Cooper Cup was the right call for MVP? Yeah, I mean, I understand what people are going to say. Aaron Donald made that play and he had two sacks. But we know that the Super Bowl MVP is a quarterback. And if it's not a quarterback, it's a player with stats, you know? And, like, Aaron Donald did fine. But Cooper Cup had the two touchdowns. You know, he had the big plays. I think it's a fine call. I would rather Cooper Cup win it over Aaron Donald than, for example, Matthew Stafford had to have won it. You know what I mean? I'm happy Agreed. Matthew Stafford didn't win it because yeah. that would have been ridiculous. And at that point, just give it to a quarter. Don't, don't give it to any other players. Just give it to for a quarterback. Real. 
So that is kind of how I feel. It's like, you know, MVP is always going to be up for debate, especially with two sides of the ball. But I think Cooper Cup deserves it. And it's not like he's a nobody who just came in and played big now. Like, he's been consistently ripping it apart. So, yeah, I think it's a good call. Yeah, well, and and I'll I'll get into kind of this in in a bit. But that's kind of the biggest thing that I think helped in his favor. I'm 100% okay with Cooper Cup winning the MVP. But, like, for Cup, it was a pretty tame game. Like, eight receptions, nine or 92 yards. Yeah, 92 yards. Uh, the two touchdowns, which is pretty impactful, especially when you, you score only 23 points and, and you do catch the, the game winning one. So I think those two touchdowns are, especially when you, you catch that, 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 that the, the one that gives you the lead is enough to stand on, like to be like, oh yeah, he's a deserving MVP. But I, I, I think, I think Aaron Donald did deserve it. I think it was the wrong choice. And, and like Aaron Donald, he was spearing that defense all game long, helping apply that pressure, especially in the second half. I, you know, I, I kind of had forgotten just because with the hoopla of the Super Bowl and all the commercials and half, you kind of forget sometimes the, the game flow. So as I was going back into the notes, I forgot how absolutely inept Cincinnati was in the second half. Like in my yeah. head, I had, rem- I had remembered it as like, Oh, when Burrow got injured, then they stopped. Second half, they had that 75-yard touchdown on the first play, which shouldn't have been a touchdown. And then they got that interception off of the Rams' next drive. They only gained 11 yards on that drive. And, and, and then, of course, got a field goal. But besides that, they didn't do a thing in the second half. And it was because that Rams' defense was so dominant. And mostly, or large part, like I think the main reason was Aaron Donald. And, and like I think those two plays, too, to be like, okay, he made these two plays. Now he he deserves to win. But with the game he had and, like, looking back on those two plays, I hated that third down running call, but he should have gotten it. He had it. He was there. Yeah. And then Aaron Donald was like, no. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a running play be so quickly. I, I'm sure I have. But it was so immediately just like, no, you're dropped. Like, you're done. Like, if he would have fallen forward even a bit, they probably would have gotten it. And then, of course, the fourth down with the pressure, like Burrow didn't that, – that play was done the second they hiked the ball. Like Aaron, it, it was hike Aaron Donald's in his face. And, and so I, I think it is the wrong choice, but I'm 100% okay with it. And kind of like you were saying, I think part of the reason they gave it to Cup was because of the incredible season he had. Regular season and postseason, easily the greatest rece- season for a wide receiver. One of the greatest receivers – seasons for any player like regardless of position and this this Super Bowl MVP to to me felt like a nod to his season as a whole because like I mean like you said with quarterback we know the MVP's a quarterback award like 95 percent a running back can win it if if you really really dominate but it's basically a quarterback he was your quarterback award he was never going to win that award so this felt like a nod to his his entire season and for that and because of the season he had like most of the time I'd be like well like, that's not what you should do but like with the season he had and not winning NDP I, I think it's cool I think it's a fine choice yeah I mean <clears throat> it's such a subjective award all the time so might as well have it make sense in some way that maybe it's not fair to say but like you know it is it is fair to say and and I agree you know <clears throat> the thing is there are just certain stats in football that like and like in every sport like happens in soccer, happens in basketball, that don't get the credit they deserve, you know? So, like, you look at Aaron Donald's night, and if I was to give you stats, what what could I give you? I could give you the two sacks, the two tackles for loss, a couple pressures, but that could mean a lot of things. It doesn't... It, there's no, like, a big impact stat, like the two plays that he had that literally ended the game. <clears throat> and there's no... Um, there's also no statistic for, you know, allowed the entirety of his defense to get to Burrow because, hey, he's taking up three players at a time. You know what I mean? And so it's True. hard. It's he's, always going to be. He's, in, he's impacting the game, like, just being there. Like, there's yeah, there's no stat for just being like, Aaron Donald is going to take so much of our attention, so much of our effort that somebody else is going to be able to make a play. 100%. And it's the same thing with, like, I'm trying to think of the offensive equivalent of this, but like you would never have 
if, even if Trent Williams, right, who we consider one of the best offensive linemen, was in the Super Bowl and he opens like a ridiculous number of paths, like let's say he blocked off like 50 running paths, right? He's not going to win the MVP. Uh, an an not, offensive lineman will never snip right, the MVP. Right. Unless he catches a touchdown or like blocks something. I don't know. But like, you know, like, he, I don't know what he would have I'm to trying do. To, yeah, I'm trying to imagine the world. Well, I think that's a, like a good point, though, because it is it like there are certain positions that just impact the game more because of what they have. And that's part of the reason Aaron Donald is so good, because to be a defensive tackle, to be an interior lineman like he is and get as many sacks as he does, is get so much quarterback pressure as he does. It's absurd. Like he, he does so many things for the defense, which you don't see a defensive tackle. Like he's not changing the defensive tackle position. He's the only person that can play the defensive tackle position or the interior. I mean, I, they take him outside sometimes. So mostly interior lineman position. Like he, he's the only one that can do this sort of thing. Right. <clears throat> exactly. There's no player like him. And I'll like comment on that later with another question that I think we're answering. But I think let's let's, let's get in. Let's get into that. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, you know, we're talking about legacy after the Super Bowl, right? Like, yep. whose legacy means the most? The big and, three. Yeah. Donald, Matt Stafford, Sean McVay. Whose legacy most impacted by the win? I mean, Aaron Donald, because here's why. Matthew Stafford, you know, I think we talked about it earlier. Does he have to win the Super Bowl to change his thing, to, to change his, the trajectory of his career? I, I didn't think so. He does, and obviously that cements him somewhere, but... I, yeah, Dan Orlovsky can go shut up. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. <laughs> like, everybody calm down. Um, like, Dan, I know he's your boy. I get it. Go ahead, like, hype him up. But, uh, nah, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Right, because then you just have to put every quarterback that won one Super Bowl in the Hall of Fame. And that's just, like, not what we do. And so I think Matt Stafford, the playoff run impacted him. But I also don't think it had that far to go. We knew he was a pretty good quarterback now he's a great quarterback but we learn a lot about the Lions as well so I think that that has to do with that Sean McVay he wins the Super Bowl that's really great obviously the youngest to do it I also don't like if he goes after this and doesn't get to the Super Bowl again how what are we going to say about his legacy I, I I don't really know so I think it's still too early to tell and obviously he has a great start to his career and that's great for him and will aid him but I still think there's a lot for him to do because of how many co coaching greats have come before him and won Super Bowls. Now, Aaron right. Donald, Aaron Dude, Donald. I, like, I think well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on both those two before we get into Donald because we're yeah. in such agreement on him. I don't want to just spew out the same thing. But you, like, I, I was interested to see where, what you were thinking on this question because even when I kind of posed it, I was like, at first I wasn't sure. But yeah, you're like, yeah, Stafford's is the most maybe obvious impact as much as like far as we're just like, yeah, he is a good quarterback. But you're right. It, it's not like the amount of the impact on his career is not there yet. Like it, this gives him a huge building block if, if he goes on and, and they make another Super Bowl, or at least if they're like a, a really, really good team, like contend the NFC Championship. Because Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl, and we know he's going to all of it. Like you can do it, but this win alone, no, that doesn't do it for him. McVay, I think this is is a, a win that. Like you said, it's it's too early to say. It's talking about building blocks, though. Youngest head coach to ever be in a Super Bowl. Youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl now. The guy is is so goddamn good at his job. He's so obsessed. It is it is the start of a career that you could say, okay, what do you do the rest of your career with with this great start? Maybe you start entering in the discussion of, of the Shulas, of the Bulacek, of the Belichick, Belichick's, Bulacek. the Bulacek's. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Mike Tomlin had an amazing start to his career too. And, and while we love Mike Tomlin and he's, he's a hall of fame and a great, great coach, I'm not sure we put him in the all time discussion. So too early for McVay, but Donald, get into yeah. Donald. Aaron Donald. I mean, we knew he was a star, but you know what, Aaron, who Aaron Donald reminds me of? He reminds me of Mike Trout. Mike Trout is one of the best baseball players that has ever played, but unfortunately for him, he has not had the team around him to 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 go to the you know world series and history will go remember to, go to the goddamn playoffs go to the playoffs and history will remember him as a great player but ultimately he will be unappreciated but this win takes aaron donald from 
you know, a really great player that most of us remember, or like in in a hundred years to like, I, I, that's so far. In fifty, sorry, that was like too far to go. In fifty years, in hundred like, years, I was like, I don't even Dude, know. We're gonna, what... a, we're gonna be a soccer nation then. <laughs> USA, three straight World Cups. Let's soccer go. And cricket. Oh my goodness. Um, no, but he goes from a player of his generation, one of the best of his generation, to now one of the all-time greats. I think you have to put him up there with LT. I think you have to put him up there with Reggie White. He had this, the regular season stats, and he has the domination over the years, and now he has the championship, and not just the championship, a championship that you could say he could have won MVP. So that's important to me as well, that he affected their run as much as he did. So I think it does affect his legacy the most, because if, if they had lost again, I don't know. He would be a Hall of Famer for sure, and people would be like, remember how good Aaron Donald was? But now we're going to remember his name like we remember these other people's names, and I think that is the biggest boost of the three. See, I, I'll disagree with you a bit. I think Aaron Donald was already in the conversation of greatest defensive player of all time. He, he was at least there. And I, and I think, too, for Divas a player, the Super Bowl win, for some reason, we care less about it. Like, if you're an offensive player and you don't win a Super Bowl, we're like, you sucked. If you're a defensive player and you don't win a Super Bowl or, like, you don't have that many Super Bowl, like, because even LT's got I mean, two, which is very, very – I'm not trying to discount two, but it's not like, like Tom Brady has seven, Joe Montana has four, Terry Bradshaw has four. Like, it's not those those massive, massive numbers. Reggie only has one. So I don't think the Super Bowl counts like matters as much, but I but I think the Super Bowl now for me like meh, he's the greatest defensive player I've ever seen. Like I, LT was before my time. I got maybe trailing of, of a little bit of Reggie, but probably too young to even appreciate it. Like he is so dominant. He's been so dominant the second he's gotten into the league. Just the way he plays the game, and, and like I said earlier, like part of the reason I, I think he he's probably the greatest is because be like Reggie White and Lauren Saylor like. They've got the easier is probably not the right word, but but the better position to impact the game with being that outside rusher, with being like being the guy that's just trying to get around the tackle and and sack the quarterback. And even like, you know, some of the other greatest of all times we talked about, Ed Reed, Ronnie White, defensive backs that that are in a position to kind of impact the game a little bit more with the passing game. There's not another interior lineman in the discussion of greatest of all time. Yeah. Like there there isn't. And and that that's part of the reason that to me he he is like he I'm 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 gonna give him greatest of all time defensive player because it's it's just he's so impactful he does so much and I I think I, I couldn't agree more with like in impact wise for career because Stafford helps him a little bit certainly we're gonna look on him a little bit nicer McVeigh maybe maybe the start of a, of a truly special career Donald it's like yeah this this is the Super Bowl that the best defensive player or even just one of the best top top three easy deserves and, and has earned. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's a good point bringing up the interior alignment discussion because you're right, those other players do have, we talked about stats. They have the ability to make more stats than the interior yeah. alignment do. And so we do remember them in the, in the past better then because we, we forget certain things, but we remember those because those are written down. Um, but I agree. I think the reason why I said, I, like, I didn't, it's not that I don't think he was in the discussion, but, like, you talk about Super Bowls not mattering. However, LT and Reggie White each do have one. And so if you were looking in the discussion and you, and you had to pick the difference between the three, they were all dominating. Him him missing one would have been something against him. Certainly, I I get, I get it. Like, it just cements him more in, like, yeah. Now he's definitely I, I there, from. and and yeah, you can rate those guys any any way you want. So I agree. Like uh, I'm very happy for him, and I think it's great. I get what you're saying. Like difference between being in the discussion as much as just like no, like he might be the discussion. It's like it might be now the discussion around him as opposed to him like being one of the players you talk about. I get what you're saying. Uh, injuries, couple couple of big ones. Of course, I already brought up the the Burrow one earlier. Odell Beckham happening early, earlier in the game. Uh, which sort of injury impacted the final score back more? Just kind of impacted the game more. At first, we're not like I was going to say Burrow 100, percent just because I do think his ability to 
to move around the pack. As, as good as that defensive line is and as horrible as, as his offensive line is, he is has such great pocket awareness, such great ability to find a little bit of space and give himself even just a second or more time. And I do think that injury certainly hurt. Like, Donald probably would have made that play on fourth down, but I think Bur- maybe like a healthy Burrow, I think would have given himself just a little bit, you know, more of a chance. But again, like when you look at that second half, Burrow wasn't doing anything before. Like they might have gone and gotten a field goal, but the Rams were going to win in overtime. And that Odell injury, the Rams were destroying the bank. Like that game was going to be a blowout. Part of the reason Cup only had eight receptions in 92 yards is because they were like, okay, Cooper Cup, we're going to make sure you don't beat us, which meant Odell Beckham Jr. had all the space in the world to do whatever. Like he looked like old Odell. And that injury is also just extremely sad because of how good he was looking and because of how good he's been in L.A. He's had as many touchdowns in L.A. in that short time as he did all in Cleveland. But, yeah, I, at first I, I was going to go Burrow 100%. And maybe like those few crucial plays, it meant more. But Odell going out completely changed the entire shape. Like I, if Odell hadn't gotten injured and Burrow got injured, that and then Burrow ended up getting injured in that way anyway, it wouldn't have mattered because the Rams would have been up by two touchdowns. Yeah, I I think for sure it's OBJ. I think if Burrow if OBJ hadn't gotten injured and Burrow had gotten injured, I think at that point, if you're the Bengals, you take Burrow out because you want to save your season next season because you would have been losing by 30. Like, who scored the first touchdown of the game? And it was easy. It was easy, easy, easy. And even if you tried to double OBJ, okay, Cooper Cup's now torching you for 160 yards. Like, it's just the way that the secondary of the Bengals was playing, even with trying to focus on Cooper Cup, I think if OBJ hadn't gotten injured or had even it just been a little injured rather than completely out, I think right. that it would have it would have been able to play like right. It's just the Rams like you're saying, like he was he was destroying them so much that like they probably would have adjusted. <coughs> Pardon me, uh, but then it would have given Cup more space. Like it would have right. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. So I think that it's OBJ, and uh, and that's why the score was so close because I remember watching that first drive and being like, this this might be a blowout. This I right. mean, the Bengals might get embarrassed here. Um, right. And yeah, but you know, obviously, I, I also agree with you that you know I think Joe Burrow would have been able to make a different decision on that play. Whether Aaron Donald would have gotten to him, whether it would have been a different result, hard to say. But I think he would have at least had the ability to do something different, and and that could have gone any way. Yeah, but then would I would still say been... OBJ because then they would have won, and OBJ right. they wouldn't have exactly, won. exactly. Like both injuries had their their impact, and and like I said earlier, maybe maybe like. Very micro play, you know, at the end, yeah, Burroughs did because, it, like I said, that the, that last play, he – and maybe even they ran it on third because he was injured. Like, he wasn't his healthiest self. And they're like, oh, let's just – we'll save you. Like, I don't know. But the OBJ one, like, the, the game as itself, like, that impacted the, those minute moments and, and the end score. The OBJ one impacted the entire – shape and, and like narrative of the game and like i said it's uh, it's such a sad one like you can't be a football fan and not be rooting for him now because of how much of a difference he he made for them and just validating himself and being like cleveland's not a good place for me to be i'm still good boy how much worse is baker mayfield looking Jan? i mean here's the thing i how how well were you looking at him? Even like I don't, I wasn't looking at him. Super, right, but I but like, I feel like we were looking at both of them and being like, man, you both are being difficult. And now Odell at least has been like, uh, I still got it. Right. I mean, I think what looks bad isn't. I think Baker Mayfield looks bad for sure, much worse. But I think what looks worse is not necessarily him as a person or a player. I mean, not him as, like, a person or being, like, a part of this drama, but I think what looks worse is, like, wow, you couldn't create a game plan for Baker to get it to Odell? Like, right. And, like, what what's wrong there? Because it can't be the coach because we think the coach is so good, so it must be the limitations of Baker Mayfield. And at that point, Cleveland looks much worse because it's like, what are you doing sticking to this guy if you can't even get it to Odell Beckham, you know? 
Well, no, what no, saying? he's like, no, he's like, he's not throwing me the ball. Like he's just literally not throwing it to me. Like, it's, right. it's not even like I'm not open. It's not any of like the guy's just not throwing the ball to me. And and like you said, like it isn't even just the the drama part of it, because if Baker Mayfield was killing it and not throwing the ball to Odell, it would it would just be drama and it would you know blah blah blah. Baker Mayfield's not playing well at all, and now also not throwing it to a guy who we see can still be extremely impactful and has helped the team win the Super Bowl. Right, I agree, and I think that I don't know what comes of Baker Mayfield after this but if the Browns want to do anything they need to make a move on him now and I don't know what move that is but they're just like not gonna go anywhere they don't need a big boost like I think getting a Jimmy Garoppolo would be great for them I think getting that kind of kind of game manager who who you just worry about him having to force things the Browns have a team where they don't need to force things they can control the the running game they can control on the defensive side and you just need Jimmy Garoppolo to find find some receivers, and we know he can do that, and 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 we even know that he can make some plays. You obviously he's not the answer ultimate, you know. If if you're going for top top quarterbacks, fine. Yeah. But like, not gonna uh, go win you. The, he's not gonna go win you the Super Bowl, but but he'll get you a step farther. He'll get you into the playoffs, you know. So I think that you know they need to make a move on him, and he's definitely looking a lot worse now that OBJ has that ring. Well, he's like, I mean, it's it's part of the double-edged sword of Baker Mayfield. He's such a fiery guy that when things are clicking and and when he's playing well and like he you know he's feeling himself, it's everything's go, it's all good. But when the opposite's happening, he he feeds into the negative as much as he feeds into the positive, and it just it makes the whole thing a dumpster fire, basically. Uh, yeah. Whether they get rid of him or not, I mean, I think he's got one more year on his contract. I don't know who's going to sign him um, or trade for him. Maybe, maybe, maybe you find like, I, maybe you keep him for a bit, and get get a some third round pick. I don't know. You're not you're not getting anything all that good, especially with only one contract year. But regardless, if if they don't, he's this this. If Baker Mayfield's on the Browns this year, I. Short of winning the Super Bowl, I don't see him being on the Browns the following year. Uh, speaking of next Super Bowl, Jan, let's take a brief look into next year. I want your your top five. We'll, we'll both go. We'll start at five. We'll down to one, you know. So give me your, your number five. <clears throat> yeah, I'm putting the Bengals here. I don't necessarily know if they're my five, like fifth best team, but you got to put them in the top five for getting to the Super Bowl. So I'm putting them at number five. You know, provided Joe Burrow gets an offensive line, I think they're dangerous. And uh, their defense showed more than we expected them to in the playoffs. So I'm going to go with the Bengals at five. I like that. I, I'm going to go with the Niners. Um, Garoppolo or not, I, I just think that that team is like, it's so consistent. I mean, I, I don't see any way Garoppolo is the quarterback next year. But like, they're so, so good at every every phase of the game. And I think... You throw Trey Lance in there, they might it might be a, a season kind of like they had this year. They might finish ten and seven, get a wild card game, but I think it's going to be a season that they get progressively better. Um, and and I just like I said, I mean the defense is so good, the running game's great. Debo Samuel, I, I think, is just kind of getting started. Uh, so yeah, I got I got Niners at five. I'll give my four. This is obviously with the belief, as of right now, Aaron Rodgers is still a Green Bay Packer. So I will put the Packers at four. They'd probably be higher if I thought he was coming back for sure. Uh, because if he comes back, like, I I was talking to a couple people the other day, and they're like, well, they're going to have to choose between Devontae or Aaron. Like, no, it's they're either getting both of them or neither of them. Like, there's if they no don't get Aaron, there. there's no reason for them to be like, well, let's pay this big money receiver. Like, yeah, it would help Jordan Love, but it, it no. So with the belief that as of right now, that's still a possibility and that he is a Green Bay Packer, I'll put the Packers at four. Yeah, I, I also have the Packers uh, ranked for that reason with Devontae and Aaron. But my four, number four is actually the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills are great. That's why I have them in my top five. I think Josh Allen is great. That's why I have him in my top five. The only reason <clears throat> I don't have them any higher is because, number one, I'm predicting that Rodgers and Devontae. Oh my God, excuse me. <clears throat> I'm getting choked up. Um, 
I the been really sad about the prospects of the Bills being so good. Oh, sucks because I spoiler alert don't have the Patriots above them. Um, yeah, but I think that uh, there's just so many good teams in the AFC that I kind of take all the teams from the AFC with a grain of salt because there are so much there is so much competition in that league, and I'm not sure. People are saying, you know, with the Bills, oh, they're gonna, they're, you know, now they're gonna come back with a vengeance. They already did that. They already did come back. That's with what I'll, that's what I'll be saying. Yeah, that's what I, I. No, I, 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 that, I agree with those people. I think this team is is feeling its oats more than it ever has. I would agree with that. I'll get, I'll get into my, I'll get into my two. That is not fair. They did. Pissed they away th- this game. I think that they're come on. That, Leslie and that's Frazier a dumb thing, to, including your power rankings. Give me your number three. Number three is the Packers. I think they get Devontae and Rodgers back for one more time, and I think uh, I think with those two players, they are the second best team in the NFC. So I think that the Packers have to be at number three. I got I got the Chiefs. I uh, I probably like I feel like three is low for the Chiefs with what they've done, but. No, just the cracks that we've seen in them right now. There, there's, there's some worrying, worrying stuff there, and, and I just think like Andy Reid's getting older. What's going to happen with all the weapons? We know they're going to have moments. They're always going to be good, but I, the, the team as a whole, it's, it's tough to, to believe in them, like all that, all that much. And, and, and it's tough to believe in a team that you think like last four years you could have said was the favorite for the Super Bowl, and have only appeared in, in two. I mean, it's like the same thing you knock with the Packers. You're like, yeah, they, they're super talented. They look great. But shit, they seem to kind of shit the bed. My number two is the Bills. I, I think they're going to come. I, they, I'd have them number one, but I refuse to have a power rankings. When you bring it back as much as the Rams are going to bring back, I refuse to not have number one be the defending Super Bowl champ. But I, I think the Bills are going to be the best team. They're, they're the most complete team. That defense is fierce. The safeties. Are, are the best in the league, not even close, and, and such an impactful thing with how important the passing game is. I think Josh Allen's only going to get better. I, I think it's a team that's just going to get more and more lucrative for a spot for people to come. Uh, and and I, I think I think they got something special. They they would be my Super Bowl favorite, especially in in how the NFL has played out the last few years. It's it's a new king on top each year, and, and they feel like the one that's going to go grab it. Yeah, um, I have the Chiefs at number two. I, I do understand your worries about um, the cracks showing, but I but I also think that, you know, I think that they are in kind of more of a mode to get everything fixed, and I think that's what they're going to do this offseason. I think they're very disappointed, and I think they do know that the AFC is up and coming and, like, soon is going to be at them. Mahomes is still... You have to say uh, the best quarterback in that league simply because he came out on top of Josh Allen in that game. But it's very, very close. And I think after this next year, they're not going to be they're they're definitively not going to be the best team in the AFC. I think this is their last year to really have a good shot at the Super Bowl before it gets kind of crazy in the AFC with all of those good young quarterbacks. So I think that they're really going to commit to fixing the holes. And as we said, Mahomes, Kelsey. Uh, Tyreek, I still think they got it and they can show that. So I have the Chiefs at number two. I have d- the same person at number one. I think with the players they're bringing back um, and the Super Bowl, they gotta be won. the Rams. Gotta be the Rams. Gotta be the Rams, and uh, I think deservedly so. You know, it, obviously if some stuff happened and people were disbanding. I'd be like, okay, maybe not. But that doesn't seem like it's gonna happen. I think Aaron Donald will be back uh, as much as the retirement talk is is happening. Because he already said, just bring these oh, players he's back. Coming back. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's coming back. There's yeah. no chance. He loves yeah. the game too much. Stepping back. Do you see how fucking heavy that dude was when they won the Super Bowl? He wants another one. Like that dude is not the kind of guy to be like, well, I'm content now. I got it. It's like, yeah. I I, I kind of love the, the retirement there because it's it is one of those things where everyone's just like, you're coming back, dude. Yeah, like so. <laughs> we both had the Rams. Like I said, if I like today, if someone was like, hey man, here's five hundred dollars. Put it on who you think is going to win the Super Bowl next year. I would put it on the Bills. Okay. Would you Would you put it on the Rams or who would you like if, if somebody was like, who would you really be like? This is where I'm going to put my money to win because like I think the Rams deserve to be number one, but I'd be shocked if they like the last time somebody went back to back was 20 years ago. Like the Patriots, like it's so incredibly hard to do. Right. I mean, I. I 
the Rams won this year, and a reason that they won is because they needed to win. They needed to go to the Super Bowl and win with all the moves they made. And so I'm looking at that team for next year, and honestly, provided that the same right people come back, I'm putting that money on the Packers. They need, they can't lose. If if they have Devontae and Rodgers back again, and they somehow manage to keep the two of them, they can't not win the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, they can't not win the Super Bowl. So I don't care who's in that AFC. Yeah, I've been saying that for years. <laughs> I know, but... No, but, no, no, I, but I know, I agree. Like, because I, I told you before, like, off the podcast, I thought this team we just had was the most complete team we've ever had under Rodgers. Right, 100%, and I think they're... There will be less drama in this offseason trying to keep Rodgers. I mean, the moves are still going to be a little dicey, but less drama so they can focus on other sides of the ball, shore up some of those holes. And and they're still, for me, the best team in the NFC. I know the Rams got it done, but that's also because the Packers weren't there. I think if the Packers were there, it, different story. They would have beat, oh yeah. yeah. I would have felt, watching that NFC Championship game, I was like, this sucks. We would have beaten L.A. Like we would have in, in Green Bay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys would have crushed. We would have beaten the Bengals. We would have beaten the Bengals. So. We had a we had a tough game with them earlier in the year, but yeah, we would have beaten the Bengals. I uh, and what and here's the thing, which I I mean, it is really up to Rodgers now because the Packers have like they they're gonna have to make some moves, but they're gonna be able to make get it done as long as they're like okay, let's go win a Super Bowl next year, and then for the next few years we're gonna suck and be financially fucked. But they have to do it like and that is worth it. You like because why else are you doing it? Like there's no reason just to be like, well, I will be kind of good for a while. Like I'd rather win a Super Bowl and then go suck for a little bit. Like go get it. And, and they seem to be like, yeah, we're we are down with that. So it's up to Rogers now. I am optimistic. Yeah, I think you should be. And also like Packers, you're going to suck for a little bit regardless. You have you have no answer at quarterback. So I don't care how decent the rest of your team is. You're going to suck by your standards for a little bit regardless. So would right. you rather have a Super Bowl and suck a little bit or rather Bowl, have yeah. nothing and su- well, <laughs> suck a little bit? And like I've always said with LaFleur, part of the reason I love LaFleur is like, is his focus on the running game where like even after Rodgers and even when we do, because like, look, in my head, I'm expecting in the next 30 years, the Packers to not have one single good quarterback. We have had two back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks that like, you don't get that that lucky. But LaFleur does have such a great running game and running scheme that as long as you have a serviceable enough quarterback, you can go 9-8, you can go 10-7, and seven, you can sneak into the, the, the playoffs. Especially yeah. the way the, the Vikings and the Lions and the, and the Bears are run. I mean, come on. I'm going to make a prediction also, and it might be crazy, but I just see I it. I love happen. it. I'm going to make a prediction. I think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl next year. And I think it's Let's because, go! and I think it's because, and this is, this is totally off the cuff, but I think it's because the Rams have to be careful. And I don't think they re-sign OBJ. And I would love to see yeah, OBJ. I don't think they do either. I would love to see OBJ. OBJ wants rings. He does. He's gotten a taste and he wants more. So if he's going to go somewhere for not as much money as he's worth, he's not going to go to lose. And I think Aaron Rodgers is the perfect person. Him, Devontae, can just talk to OBJ. He's like, listen, we're going here. We're winning this ring this year. Come to Green Bay and then you can leave. If we have one more, like, game, yeah, like, just one, like, one-year contract, you don't even have to play. Like, he's he's probably going to miss the first few games of the year. And he can. Come in, yeah. You come in at the halfway mark, that'll be even better. There'll be less tape for them to to figure out how to stop you all together. Honestly, I think that's what is going to – I just see it happening. I, I just – OBJ has no loyalty to anyone. He just wants to have the best situation for himself. And he, as much as yeah, I he's think – He's got loyalty to himself. That's what you should do. Right. Anyone else. What's happened number I mean. one? Yeah, exactly. And I think I that – I think he'd love to stay in L.A. Like, I, just the personality that OBJ – like, OBJ is one of the – best personalities in sport like part of the reason he's such a phenomenon is because he was playing for the giants in the you know biggest market and rocks the spotlight so i think he would love to stay in la we'll see money like i I think the biggest thing is how much how much is he expecting how much is he looking for and how much the rams willing to give him because like especially money wise if i'm obj shit i'll take a little bit less in la to to still be a, a great be on a great team and be a Super Bowl contender. And since I'm in LA, I'm going to be making bank on so much other shit anyway. 
there's a there's a lot more money to be made in LA than than most city, you know. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, I, I mean, I want him to come to Green Bay. I mean, I think he—I don't know why, but I just—I think that pair, Rodgers and OBJ, they just would understand each other too. And you know, OBJ wants a quarterback that he can really like roll with, and so I think that I think that Rodgers is that kind of guy who he can be like. They, yeah, they get along. I think they, they get along well. I think so too, and I think Devonte and him would get along as well. There's no like ego on anything there, and honestly, the Rams don't. I think more importantly, the Rams aren't going to resign him, and I don't know how many other teams are going to try to sign OBJ after the injury. I, I know how well yeah. he did, but like no, it's still the, a injury, the injury is certainly like unfortunate, but like it, it is going to scare suitors off. And, and and as much as he's redeemed himself, it is still like a little bit of a, of a short say. Like there might even be just teams. Like I'm not I'm not holding it against it, but there might be teams in the sense of like I don't know that Cleveland fiasco. I'm still a bit you know. We'll see. Yannick, you just said, I think, the favorite thing I've ever heard on this podcast, at least the favorite thing you've ever said, which is is nice because I'm about to say the hardest thing for me to say on this podcast ever. Oh, my God. All right. Manchester City. Is going to win the Champions League? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the they best are. Team in Europe, they are, and, and like, and I, I, it's, it's not even close. It's not. Like they've been, they've been the best team in Europe the last year and a half. Like they've dominated the Premier League. Like we'll get into league. Premier League, probably the best league, just like depth wise, top teams wise, and they've dominated it the last year and a half. They're dominating the Champions League. And the Sporting Five O was one of those scores that like. Most of the time you'd be like, damn, they kicked their ass. They really got after it. I'm looking at that score and I'm being like, look, look, reading it as like 1-0 win. Because you expected it. Yeah. I don't know why. I, mean, I was going to put money. I, well, actually, I did put a little bit of money on that game. But I just did the money line and they won me money. I don't know. I was going to do like plus or minus two and a half, like minus even one and a half. And I don't know why I didn't. I knew they, you knew they were going to win by so many goals. They're, they're the best team they're they're the favorite of this competition, and and I, I still think, of course, I, I think Bayern can beat them. I think Liverpool can beat them. I think that's it. Like I, I think that's that's it, especially over two legs. We we seen in the in, in the Champions League final, of course, ninety minutes anything can happen. Right. But after after it already happened last year, I like if they get to the final, they're they're gonna win. They're probably gonna win five zero. Like no matter who it is. Right. They're the best team. They're the most consistent and. Somehow they're the best team and want it more badly than everyone else because they're, it's the one thing they don't have. If yeah, they, if you had fun. a complacent winner where it's like we won last year, we're the best team still. Maybe you get upset, but they also are going to stay locked in until the final because they've been there so many times, almost misses. And right. I know Pep Guardiola is like <laughs> getting more nervous as this tournament goes on. So I think that they also have the desire more than other teams do. Um, especially some of these teams that don't necessarily have a window closing. Like, I agree, Bayern is always a contender, but, you know, we're set for the most part. We're not worried about anything. Like, Lewandowski is still going to be there next year, at least, and so, for me, it's not something I'm worried about. And all the other... The team is set, you know? It's not like when it used to be where Ribery and Robin are on their final years where I was worried a little bit about what the team was going to look like. Um, so I don't know, and the way that we've been playing, I don't know how, how bad we want it. I'm, I'm a little disappointed with them lately. Um, and Liverpool, yeah, okay, Trent Alexander-Arnold can go out there and be like, Man City hasn't won Champions League, but Liverpool has also been up and down, and I don't think that they're as dominant. Look, I'm not pick, I'm not picking Liverpool or Bayern to beat them. My point of bringing Liverpool or Bayern up was, I think those are the two teams that could get it done. My point more was just like I, I think City is so far ahead of everybody else that like I there's no scenario in my head where I could see anybody else doing it. Right. Like if they're if they're playing Bayern or Liverpool, I'm picking Manchester City and right. I'm picking Manchester City to win easily. But on on a, a bad day for City and on a good day for Bayern and Liverpool, I think those two teams could get it done. No one else. I, I don't see anybody else that could, including yeah. PSG. I I. I would give PSG a slight, slight chance, and it's really only because of Mbappe. I just, I think that 
he asserted with the, I, I, that goal was the best goal I've seen in a really long time. Really, really long time. That was amazing. Um, but but again, you wonder, what is Mbappe going to have to do? Score six? Because their right. defense doesn't have anything. So Yeah, that's the so, thing. Like, yeah. Most of the time, yeah, you could say with PSG, like, well, they've got... They've got the Mbappe. They got like as bad as because let's let's go into this right now. Which club's headed for disappointment? I think it is going to be PSG. Injuries certainly have hampered the, the the team throughout the year, and then I think like their ability to click. But they like especially for the team that had so much expectations. They look so just disconnected and, and not there. And you're right. They and they have that that unbelievable talent that. Even if they're not all there, they can win most most of their games. But I think I I kinda I I think Real I mean, we'll get into picking that eight matchups, but I kinda think Real is gonna gonna get it done. Okay. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe I'll go with PSG. I'll probably go with PSG. But I if, if PSG does get through, I think quarterfinal I think they're gonna get knocked out in the quarterfinals. I like this this team just and they don't like you said about City. This team and the, that hunger that they they had doesn't seem to be there. Right. No, that's true. It doesn't seem to be there. And and uh, I definitely think that they can lose to Real Madrid. And I don't know how many teams I would pick them against. <clears throat> I, I, I'm, I'm looking, obviously, at everything from a Bayern perspective because that's what I'm used to. And right. if I was playing PSG, I don't know how much I would favor us. That's why I'm a little tentative. But that's also because that's how we're built. Our defense is built to like get burned a couple times and when that person burning you is Mbappe, I'm not really excited about that. So right. um that's just how we're built. I don't think against other teams, against the Liverpool, against a Man City, even against like a, a Juventus who have like more of a solid back line, I don't think that I would I would take them Chelsea, I wouldn't change Yeah. So I, I think that they are one of those teams headed for disappointment. Um I didn't really know what to pick because I don't. I, I wasn't sure if you were talking round of sixteen or just in general. Uh, so either one, either one, either one. So I think PSG I would would be my answer if we're talking completely because I I think that everybody else is going to make it at least to the quarters and I agree. I think PSG could absolutely lose to Real Madrid. Real Madrid was playing horribly and PSG still couldn't put it away. And that yeah. and I I mean Courtois had a good game, fine. But if you have Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe, and you need Mbappe to pull off magic at the end, they should have won that game four. That that shot at the last at like, yeah, they that should not have been the scoreline. And and yeah, and I think and I think Real is going to play a whole lot better next match. Like maybe it's, a, I may I may be completely wrong, but what how Real has gone throughout the year and just their their progression of getting better, like. Maybe earlier in the season, I would have been like, oh, yeah, Real still doesn't have it. But, like, I think this team is just playing so much better. You get, it puts the round of 16, you get the benefit of it's a little bit of a longer layoff where you can kind of find your groove a little bit more before that that second leg. All right, let's pick let's pick the eight matchups. We Liverpool's through. They won on the road to, to enter 2-0. City is obviously through. Bayern's through. Maybe, maybe if they hadn't gotten the late away goal, I, right. I would entertain the idea of of a upset right. for for fun. Bayern's through. Uh, so let's let's go PSG and Real. Uh, the, Real, like I said, they've started to play so well, I, and, and I am going to go since they got the goal. I think that's enough. And like you said, with it with the man, like as much as I doubt the team. The magic that that top top talent can take. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go PSG uh, to to beat Madrid. Where where are you going with these two? I'm gonna go PSG as well. I definitely think that PSG is vulnerable enough to lose. But we've learned time and time and again that in these first two rounds, the round of sixteen and quarterfinals, it's the away goals that are king. We've learned that over and over till the end Amen. of time. We've learned that. So. I think it's the reason why I'm not worried about Bayern, even though the draw isn't well. I mean, also because we're playing without Neuer right now, and our whole team is completely different without Neuer. Without Neuer, our team doesn't really work. That's why we've been so bad. It scares me for when we don't have Neuer, obviously, but the fact that we were still able to get the goal away, we're going to be fine. Um, yeah. And, and that's also why I, I, I'm i going to go with PSG. I, I just think even if they got into a situation where that goal got erased i still think mbappe has enough magic to score a late winner push them on and and kind of push it there so i i'm agreeing with you there well it, 
And the other, like the other side of the away goal, like I said, like Bayern got it, which gives them so much power. The fact that PSG has a goal and Real Madrid doesn't have any. Now PSG has so much power with just one goal on the road. Like that, that now they have so much more of a, of a lead than you would normally. Like that two-zero lead is not just a two-zero lead. So it's the scoring of away goals or the non-scoring away goals. Like when you have the ability to do the opposite. Is it's a, it's a powerful, powerful thing. Are we? Are you picking against Chelsea or Juve? Do we need to dive into either of those? Uh, no, Lille is not a good team, and and Juventus I think might have like a game where they they tie or even lose just because they're inconsistent. But, Agreed. But they're going to make it through. There's no way they lose to Villarreal. There's just no. Way. Yeah, I, so, I I certainly see Villarreal making it a pain. They're going to make it difficult for Juve, but over eighty minutes or over 180 minutes, they're, they're going to get through. Benfica IX, where are you going here? Uh, so you know we're saving the most boring big name matchup ever. Yeah, I I'm gonna go with IX. I just think they have more experience on this stage having success in more recent history than Benfica do. I don't think it's by much. I think Benfica is on the rise while IX is kind of on a little decline. Uh, so it could definitely go either way, but I do trust kind of that strong core of the IX team um, over Benfica currently. So I'm going to go with IX. I'm right there with you. They, they got the experience uh, and, and not, I mean, just club wise, they're, they're a club that plays well in champions league and just performs well at it. But certainly like just recent history, as you say, like they've they made a nice run, probably, probably should have been in the champions league final. And, and this IX team is, is so explosive. And, and I don't think Benfica can score enough goals to, to, hang over, like to hang with them, uh, especially over two legs. So I got Ajax as well. There, There is really no reason for me to pick Manchester United. As a fan, my faith in them is about as low as it's ever been. It's okay. Like, I know we're into it. Like, I'm not I've, – I've been – I've felt worse about Manchester. Like the, I think the worst I've ever felt about Manchester is probably, like, the end of the Van Gaal phase. That was rough. Rough times. But <laughs> here's the thing. As shitty as Manchester United looks – Atletico, I think, is looking shittier. Like they have, they don't have any offense, and they've just got a typical of them. They usually just want to score like one goal, but they can't even do that. And then their defense, that usually can get them those one zero wins, is not nearly as stout as it's been. So I'm going to count why why I don't count on either of these two things. I will count on two things that have happened more times than I can count. That's Cristiano Ronaldo scoring in the Champions League and breaking Atletico Madrid's heart. So th- those two constants I'll go with. Manchester United, got to get through, and then get our asses kicked by, you know, a good team. Yeah, honestly, this game is going to... Where's the first leg being played? Is it being played at Old Trafford, or is it being... Do we know? Uh, we we won our group, so we're our, it's in Atletico, I believe. Or it's in, it's in Atletico. It's in Madrid, I believe. Okay, so... I can check real quick, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in Madrid. Yeah, so here's what's going to happen with this game, right? And I, I'm just, I just know it already. It's, I, in, it's, in, it's, in, in, it's in Madrid. España. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. They're going to go to Madrid. They're, Manchester United's going to be losing 1-0 from a dumb goal. And then Cristiano Ronaldo's going to score in the 93rd minute to give them that away goal. And then that second game, they're going to tie nil-nil. Like, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be 1-1, one, one, <laughs> nil-nil, and Manchester United's going to go through 100%. On, on, on away goals, the one that Ronaldo scored. Like, that's what's going to happen. I, I, I would put money on it. I really would. Because I don't uh, think either of these teams are going to win anything. I think they're going to tie twice. Like, that's really what I expect from this game. <laughs> As soon as you started on that, I was like, I see where he's going, and he's 100% right. Like, that is exactly what's going to happen. Like, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, if it was the opposite way, I would say they're going to tie nil-nil, and then Ronaldo will score a late one, and then they'll win, and that's what's going right. to happen. But if that's how it's going to happen, it's probably going to be some 1-1, and it's going to be fine. So I think that, um, ah, man, I just think that these two teams are both just on the reeling side but i agree with you somehow as pathetic as manchester united looks sometimes they don't look bad atletico madrid looks bad manchester united i had questions about about their want in it sure yeah 
But I do still, they are playing fine, and I think Atletico Madrid is playing poorly. Like, they're going out of their way to play bad. They're, like, sixth in La Liga. What? They're sixth in La Liga. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, I mean, as disappointed as I am in Manchester United and and in the season, am I all that surprised? Not entirely. Atletico Madrid just won La Liga. Right. Exactly. and And they look... Like the shell of themselves. Like it's not like Manchester was on top of the world last year, and now it's like, what happened? Like that did happen with Atletico. All right, we're I think we're in agreement on on all eight matchups, John. Well, let's hope that all eight matchups go our way, and not like one of us is sitting here in fucking horrible. Make us look good. Come Make- on, let's do it.